And here we go. This is Kurt Schlichter's unredacted Town Hall VIP podcast that says to FCC compliance, kiss my ass. I've got a special treat for you today. It's not just because I'm super lazy and I want somebody else to generate material while we reverse sear steaks. We'll be talking about that. I talk about steaks a lot. I'm here with my pal Owen Brennan of Madison McQueen, the number one political advertising shop. You've seen their ads. Maybe you don't know it, but if you see an ad that doesn't suck ass, it's probably a Madison McQueen ad. You remember the office space ad with Hillary Clinton and she's out there and she's doing, it's like good to be a gangster or whatever it was. That was it. That was them. And the lawyers and shit coming over the border for Ted Cruz. That was them. These guys are incredible. And uh, Owen's incredible. Owen, say hi to the gang. Hello, gang. How are you? (laughs) They can't talk back. Uh, It took me five shows to learn that. I hear applause, though. Well, we've got Barky and Bitey in the house, so they'll be barking. We've got wine. Uh, First, let's update on exactly what's going on here. Right now, we're reverse searing steaks. Very large, prime New York strips and an American Wagyu filet for your wife. Okay, because Arena only eats filet. That's I know. You know very well. And um, let's see, seasoned with a little Tony Chetri's Lowry seasoning salt and... Oh my gosh, you got pictures of it. <laughs> We're like tweeting. Yeah, let's tweet our entire lives. Because, oh wait, I already freaking do. Uh, we got a lot to talk about besides steaks, which at, at about 20 minutes after, I've actually got the little timer on my iPhone. It's going to go off and it's going to make the radar noise. All right. It's not going to be uh, incoming choppers. That's different radar. That's a Gary Berghoff. Gary Berghoff's my ringtone. It's a mash reference that... A certain age and demographic just doesn't understand. You know what freaks my shit out? What? I I not only outrank Frank Burns, but I'm equal in rank to Colonel Potter. (laughs) What was that? Oh, my God. What was the guy? McLean Stevenson. Yeah. What was the guy? What was his? What was Colonel... Oh, those, something. Those he first died. Three years, yeah. He got, his helicopter got shot down when he left. Yeah, he got shot down when he yeah. left. Uh, Colonel Stevens? No, it's McLean Stevens. Right. Oh, my God. Well, we got it. And then he went on to Hello, Larry. And oh, my God, we're old as fuck. Wow. Okay. All right. Let's cut through this shit. I'm eating chips, which is a super good idea during a podcast. So let's talk about what everybody wants to talk about. Henry Blake. Henry Blake. That's right. Everyone wants to talk about Henry Blake. I got, I got 20 minutes. We're going to do this. It's going to be all mash references. We need the martinis. Uh, well, exactly. It really went downhill when uh, Alan Alda just started getting out of control. Well, that, the first three years when it was, um, yeah, Henry Blake was there and uh, the 407 7th ran a little loose. Ran a little looser. Ran a little, uh, little, uh, little hotter under the engine. Would you have done Loretta Sweat in a, in a at that time? Oh, yeah. Hot lips all day. Well, well first of all, like, you got to understand, there's hot and then there's deployment hot. <laughs> it's kind of like... Um, Hot and DC hot. Uh, yeah, DC hot is a definitely a different thing. I know it's like we'd be like in, in DC when uh, when I was an intern there. I think it was like '86. I worked for Duncan Hunter 1.0, right? Not the indicted one, pre-criminal activity. The other one, and uh, we'd be like, "Hey, that chick's pretty, e- even in the world." <laughs> no, she's like pretty, pretty, <laughs> but but deployment pretty is. Right. That's a Let high. me tell you. God, I got, I'm not even going to tell you stories. <laughs> They're all bad. Okay. But none are about me. So we've got Hawkeye, Trapper John, and the Swamp. 
Segway. The swamp. We are in the swamp. Washington, D.C. is a swamp. Boom! Let's talk about what everyone wants to know. Who's going to win this election? I'd rather be Donald Trump than Joe Biden right now. See, that's the way I put it, too. Mostly because Donald Trump's, you know, married to Melania. But wives aside, and I'm not dissing Jill Biden. She's, you know, his, you know, a very, very, you know, she's Geppetto. Right. And uh, as we know, Jill Biden's trying very hard to become a real boy or a real president in, <laughs> in January. He's got to be a real candidate first. And that's not going to happen. Well, I, I agree with you here. Now, I have been talking to a lot of people. I've been doing a lot of media about my book, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. Uh, by the way, Tony Katz will be reading the uh, audiobook, which comes out Tuesday the 9th. Or nice. 4th. 4th. So you'll see. You, re, you get this Monday. Go get the audiobook. Because, frankly, I got to tell you. Tony It'll sound needs, much better in Tony's. Tony voice. needs money. <laughs> Tony is the king of morning radio in the Midwest. He is kicking ass. He does not need the money, but I need the money desperately right? because I only, you know, eat prime steaks. Anyway, you, 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 I think we're on the same sheet of music about Biden. I would rather be Donald Trump. I see only one bit of evidence and it's evident, you know, I'm a trial lawyer, one bit of evidence and it's evidence that I've got a lot of doubts about that I think is uh, highly impeachable evidence, not like Congress impeachable, but like impeach a witness impeachable uh and that's the polls that's literally the only thing that makes me stop and go well you know i i don't know but i i everything else right i mean the there's a global pandemic we've killed 150 plus thousand americans the market is taking a horrible horrible dive the economy's grinding to a halt it's a lot slower than people thought it was going to be to come back and he's down eight points you know, I mean, like this isn't like the end of the this. We are looking at the end of the world, and he's only down at eight points. And I, and are we sure he's down eight points? That's sure. the, that's the real clear politics yeah. average. Yeah, I mean, he's been. It's even been tightening up a little in the last few right. days. I would much rather be in his position because we just saw today a story came out that he is he's pushing off his vice presidential announcement. And so what does that mean? He hasn't made a decision because any decision he makes is going to be a mistake. Now, you've told me this before, and I have not, I, I've shared it with some people on some things, but I haven't shared them with you. Explain, explain that. So Biden, you know, I've worked on two presidential campaigns, uh, Cruz for president in 16, Rudy for president in 08. I've seen a lot of mistakes be, be made on campaigns. The, the Cruz campaign was incredibly well-disciplined, but even, even a well-disciplined campaign makes mistakes. So Biden is going to be coming out of the basement to run, and he is going to make mistakes. And how is that, how are people going to react to those mistakes is really interesting because right now he has the, theoretically, the angry mob is on his side, right? They're the ones who hate Trump the most, so they're the people most likely in charge to get out of bed on election day, crawl over glass to vote against Donald Trump. But when he picks Kamala Harris, our senator from California, who has a horrible uh, record on prosecuting minority men uh, in communities up and down California, uh, people are going to be upset about it. And these are people who have been given license to tip over statues. So I don't know if there are any um, Biden statues uh, in Delaware, but uh, there better be a circle of cops around <laughs> when um, you know his vice presidential pick is announced because it's going to upset somebody 
and they have given permission for people whose feelings are hurt or don't feel like they're heard to destroy stuff. So you think that they're just going to go nuts because they are not... Is there anyone he can pick that's going to satisfy those guys and satisfy... I don't want to say normal liberals because there aren't that many of them. But, you know, Joe Biden is kind of the quintessential normal liberal. Right. He's he, he, The whole purpose of Joe Biden was... He's not going to scare the normals. Right. They well, think you can have him as a next door neighbor and he's not going to be having, you know, freaking swinger parties. Right. I mean, Biden made the same Maybe. mistake that uh, Teddy Roosevelt made and that he said he would only run or serve for one term. So we are his vice presidential pick has to have extra scrutiny because that is a, a four year interview for president. So this is the next presidential candidate is the vice presidential pick in four years. So that is going to add a level of scrutiny that we are going to have to put this person through and his candidate his uh his people just don't seem great karen bass first of all have you ever heard of her and then the first thing you hear about her is oh she you know fillets cuba um yeah they have a an interesting list um i think sarah palin was probably generally unknown uh to most people even though she was a governor of a very large state um you know so you can pick somebody random i thought she was an interesting choice i mean she electrified the base absolutely yeah because she you know mccain was what's the right word a squish <laughs> right yeah and he actually hated the base and he had to shore it up and now does biden have to shore up the base does he have to serve the base or does he have to expand the pie i mean well if you're talking expanding the pie that brings us to stacy abrams right and um Stacey Abrams is, first of all, she'd have to give up the governorship of Georgia. You beat me to it. Uh, you know, that's tough. And I know her first question is, is this vice president thing all you can eat? Which is, the nice thing is, if you don't give her the pre vice presidency, you can you can mollify her a little bit by uh, offering her, make her the ambassador to diabetes. So, look, <laughs> I mean, he's got options. I, I don't think he's going to take her. Right. I don't think he's going to take Karen Bass. He's, uh, he, look. There is nobody who is more who is less outside the envelope than Biden. Right. Although he's not outside the basement, uh, I, I think it's got to be Kamala Harris, Susan Rice. He, they have a long working relationship together. That will anger and activate the right, though. Benghazi. Yeah. Well, so so will Kamala. Right. Oh, absolutely. Kamala's a walking gaff. I mean, she is just not likable. What happened to her face? I know this isn't a oh. visual medium in podcasting, but uh, yeah, she Google Kamala Harris. Yes, and uh, look, uh, she did the Ashley Judd thing. Now you remember Ashley Judd? She's a horrible, hateful communist, but she was quite, you know, comely. And for some, and I don't understand this about women. They get to a certain age and they start thinking, well, let's have surgical interventions. As if guys are like, oh my gosh, you're getting older and your face is going to change a little. I will change my love for you. Right. I don't freaking under, I don't understand anything about women, but uh, which is obvious from you know my entire <laughs> lifestyle, as you well know. Uh, but I don't understand what her thought process was into go get some procedure because she looked all puffy. She looks like she got attacked by you know she was out you know she was like Macaulay Culkin in that B movie. <laughs> was that bee movie? What was it my, like my summer bee or something? She fucking eats the bees killing. Wow, that's a yeah. That's, spoiler a, alert. Yeah, I, I don't remember <laughs> the movie, but he dies from bees. 
She looks like she got attacked by bees. Not the bees! Not the bees! I'd love to see her in a bear suit running around an island punching people with Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, Nick Cage for... If he picked Nick Cage for vice president, I would think seriously about voting for Biden. Yeah, then he'd be, he could be president in four years. That... <laughs> and, you know, here'd be the funny thing. Yo, Nick Cage gets inaugurated in four years and says, surprise, I'm really John Travolta. <laughs> so you didn't see that coming, but it, it could happen. Biden Cage. Maybe that's what they have in the basement. We, oh, my we God. A it. Biden Cage? Look, you know he's got a sex dungeon down there. <laughs> Why would anybody stay down there that long? Oh. <laughs> Look, I don't want to be mean. Well, actually, I do want to be mean because fuck these people. But fucker's senile. Dude, he is manifestly senile, and the minute he starts talking... But he's been a gaff machine in his entire career. But we, it's worse than gaff. We cut a, a spot in 08 that was, no, 12, that was all about his gaff machine. It was a spot called Biden versus Biden, where we just had him contradicting himself uh, back and forth, back and forth. See, I don't think people mind that Biden is an idiot. Because, look, idiots need love, too. There's a place for idiots, you know, uh, clearing minefields. Working at the DMV, there idiots can contribute, and and I think an idiot in the Senate, it, you know, it's rare that someone you know reaches his perfect. He did have place. The, the mantle of dumbest man in the Senate. He was the, the dumbest yeah. man in the Senate, but at the time he was harmless. Right. This is some different, and this is not. This is not just dumb. This is he, he's got he's got the old man crankiness. Right. He's got the weird uh, anger. Which are not you're, it's probably a bad thing when you control. What are you talking about? Fat. What are you talking about? Fat. <laughs> I do a push up. <laughs> yeah, he's like uh, uh, Eastwood in Grand Torino. If Easter, Eastwood was Mister Magoo instead of fucking Eastwood, okay? It, it's a. Uh, and here's the thing: normal people, look, we're weirdos. You guys are paying good fucking money to listen to us ramble right now, okay? These are very important people. It's right there in the title. They are, but they, 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 we, we swim in the cesspool of politics. This is true. All of us, okay? So we got, you know, it's like we're in the pool in Caddyshack, except it ain't a baby roof, buddy. It's a corn canoe. So we're, you know, somebody's choked a grumpy in the deep end. It, 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 for us, this is every day. For regular people who are trying to live their life, especially now with all this shit going on, making sure your job's okay, figuring out what the hell you're going to do with your kids because, you know, a teacher can't take the same risk as somebody who fucking bags groceries at Trader Joe's, they're not going to be paying attention to the election until about September. Right. I frankly think Trump is holding fire right now and waiting till September. He's, he's hitting a little, but I don't think we've seen anything. Yeah, there were some issues that he certainly left off the table in in his election, his first election, twenty sixteen. He didn't really hit sanctuary cities, even though he was very hard um, uh, for immigration policy. He did not hit sanctuary cities very much, and there's a lot of material there for him to to go through. And I I I, but I think the one thing he's waiting for is when people start looking because they all think it's old Joe. Right. Let's have a let's have a Schaefer, you know, malt with. Well, I mean, we don't have to speculate what eight years or four years of Biden will be like. We have eight years right now to look at it. Yeah, they, they freaking talk. Well, they're also telling us, here are all the things I'm going to do. And they're yeah. all fucking horrible. I'm going to raise your taxes. I'm going to raise your taxes. I'm going to raise your taxes. Oh, time. and I'm going to, you know, and uh, we're, we're going to take your guns. Yep. We're going to fuck with your religion. We're going to make uh, Puerto Rico a state. D.C., they're going to make a state. You know, that's, that's some bad shit. Yeah. And... Um, uh, 
and they're stupid enough and ahistorical enough to forget that they're 0 and 1 on civil wars. So, but but the thing is, I, I don't think people are paying attention, but I think when Biden reintroduces himself, which he has to do, and he right. doesn't have the traditional venue to do it, there's no traditional campaign right. convention. And of course, I think it was genius of Trump to cancel his campaign. I think it was the convention. Uh, cam- exactly. <laughs> well, a few weeks ago, till Brad Parscale got fired, I thought he can't. I, I thought they canceled their campaign. No, uh, till they uh, uh, by canceling a convention, I think they, they a it would have come out as a loser anyway. It's going to be a complete loser because they have right. no control over it because it's all video and the, the media will trash them and they will uh, uh, they they get to save thirty million dollars. They're also uh, the Biden campaign's going to use it to keep him out of the spotlight, uh, clearly because they do not want him in the spotlight. Right. But eventually, he's got to come out. Now, do you think he'll debate? I do think that there is a the media, while very much in the tank for Biden and very much in the tank for anything that hurts Donald Trump, the bishops of you know, establishment media will be appalled if there isn't a debate. Um, I disagree a little bit. I think they're setting the tone. I, I think uh, there was another guy did. Krugman already did one. Christoph, right. I think, did one. Or Friedman did one. Somebody else did one. I think it was Axelrod was talking about, no, you shouldn't debate. You shouldn't normalize it, which was right. my call. We're not going to normalize this racist, sexist, transphobia, blah, 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 blah. And um, I think the media will, I think the media will suck it, uh, so to speak, literally. Right. And I think they will do whatever they say, uh, whatever, whatever the, uh, whatever the message is. I think they'll deliver it. I don't think he's going to debate, and I think they will try and cover. But I, I don't think lo- I don't like think it'll I'm, work. If I'm cutting ads against Joe Biden, I would love them not to debate because the American, the American sensibility of fairness. Yep. Every single election of substance from mayor to senator even congressional races there are debates and we are expected for people to talk about their ideas with one another in a in a manner that is reasonable fair so that we can all hear what they have to say well let me ask you something do you think our elites who hand, head the institution of politics and, and the media and so forth do you think they know that do you think they're in touch with the American people to, enough to not talk themselves into thinking this is a genius idea where we call them a racist and then don't debate? I mean, if you call somebody racist, then you don't have to do anything else. Well, you're done. Right. You are finito. Finished. You have, you have you, you, you've answered all the questions they're worth asking. And special ban. I'm going to go check the stakes. So you have a minute or so to talk without me. Don't talk bad about my back. I I wasn't told that I would have uh, a few minutes of mic time. So let me tell you, uh, we did a film last year called No Safe Spaces, where all of this chaos that we see in the streets today, we kind of document and show how it was fomented on college campuses. And the best part about the film with Adam Carolla and Dennis Prager, who the Salem audience must know him about, Uh, is that we don't rely upon right-wing pundits to make our best arguments. We actually have left-wing name brands, including President Barack Obama, uh, Cornell West, uh, Van Jones, who are out there talking about the importance of open conversation, open debate, 
and the re and uh, that you shouldn't shut down people on college campuses for talking. Um, of course. All right, if you heard that, the beef's going to be done in about five or ten minutes. And so we documented this, traveling college campuses across the country for about a year and a half. And so we saw the beginning of this cancel culture, civil unrest taking place. And if you want to know how to stop it, just check out the movie at nosafespaces.com. I hear that there was an incredible attorney who received a credit in that. Yes, yeah, so Kurt Schlichter appears in the film. I mean, it's just his name, and it's about five It's actually tall. not even my name. It's like a letter I wrote. And it wasn't even me who wrote it. I had like three of my partners were sitting around, th tossing it around to get this thing. But it is the central crux of the movie, right. Kurt said. And as David Rubin <laughs> says in this, this film, if you show any bit, a single ounce of individualism, they will come for you, and they will go for you, and t try to take your job and shut you down. And you're seeing that today all across the country. Now, I have a, I, I think there's two kinds of attacks that these guys are doing. The first is on conservatives. And I think, mm -hmm. frankly, the conservative attacks are weaker. It's not like they're going to call up your boss at Madison McQueen and say, Hey, fire Owen. Let me talk to the boss. I want to fire Owen. And to which point you say, but I don't want to fire myself. <laughs> or they call Schlicker and Shonak and I say, no, I, uh, I, I, I've investigated Kurt's uh, actions and I find myself fucking amazing. I agree with me. I, I, I think we're not going to, so in a way we're a little safe now there are individuals out there who you know put you know a Trump bumper sticker on their car and get fired by their school board there's legal recourse for that yeah and I think some of these people will end up eating uh, massive amounts of shit when they get into court and it's like okay you you're a government agency you know a school board you can't fire someone because they're a Republican. You just, you're just not allowed to do And they kind of look at each other and go, well, what do you mean? I, I don't like Republicans. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, school administrator, there's a thing called the First Amendment. And there's civil rights laws in, in America. And you, you can't tell. And they're like, well, I don't know about that. I'm going to have to research it. So, but left, uh, it, it, it's the guys who are moderate left. Right. The guys who run Major League Baseball, the guys who run the New York Times, uh, the, the, the center left folks, and they're sympathetic with the hard left, but they're not hard left. They're like Joe Biden. They're the ones getting creamed. Yeah. The, the, the biggest they can be. The biggest victim of mob violence in our film is a professor from Evergreen College in Washington. Yep. And he's a left winger, progressive, and he wasn't progressive enough, and they went after him. Yeah. And it's... Um, so I, I, I think seeing this, you, you remember that kind of tepid defense of free speech letter they wrote, 150, right. signed, J.K. Rowling and the rest. And J.K. Rowling's getting a lot of trouble because, you know, she thinks that women and men are different, which is apparently, you know, something she Scandalous. Can't, can't wave a magic wand and uh, fix that. You know, boys have Hogwarts, girls Indi have hogs hole. <laughs> Individuals with cervixes. Exactly. Um and they had that very tepid thing and all mentioning a lot about how Trump's this giant threat to free speech. By no, as I discuss in my book, 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You, which you should all have by now. If you don't, what the fuck are you not getting it right now? How can you be a very important person and not have read that book? I know, man. Stop sucking. Okay. Um, but uh, Donald Trump's simply not an authoritarian. No. No, I mean, 
And by the way, if you can he's march, not. <laughs> if you can, if you can march in the street and call Donald Trump a fascist and keep your job and not be disappeared and have your family charged with a bullet, like maybe Donald Trump isn't a fascist. Maybe he's just a guy you disagree with right. because I mean, you're an asshole. I mean, the media called Bush Hitler. What do they call Romney? They called Romney. Oh, pro Hitler. Right. And so they convinced people that this guy is Hitler. So when he was elected, they were scared for their lives. And they're still alive. Yeah, they're still alive. Now that would seem troubling. Yeah. I think that besides these people being fucking idiots, I I don't think they understand the American people very well. And I think the American people still have enough of our kind of old school fair play that you mentioned about mentioned mm -hmm. that they don't like this stuff. Right. And I think American people like law and order. Yes, you can get high intensity urban areas where a lot of liberals vote in very low turnout elections. And then you put in, you know, st city councils that say we need to defund the police. I don't think that shit works anywhere else. And you're not seeing riots anywhere else. You don't see riots anywhere where the mayor's not going to fly cover and where a DA isn't going to charge them. Right. You see it only in highly localized areas that, uh, that are amenable to being filmed, like pulling down statues. That was perfect because all the cameras face inward in a circle, right? It's all, it's very dramatic. It's basically saying, fuck you, you can't control anything. But it's pr uh, the, the premise is the cops aren't going to stop you. The cops stop riots all the time. Right. Every time your team wins a fucking basketball game. The cops stop a riot. They can stop these pussies in about five seconds if yeah. they're allowed to. I've never seen these so many police vans and police cars go up in flames. Yeah. This is something that we have never seen before. Yeah. It's just, a, you know, I'm ordering you to abandon it. Well, fuck. Okay. And the Free. cops know that, you know, what, what are they going to do if they resist? They're, they're going to get charged with a crime. Two precincts so, abandoned in major American cities. Yeah. Because they were ordered to be yeah. abandoned. That's that doesn't happen anywhere else. That's Joe you, Biden's America. You do, exactly. You do that in the. You do that in one of these suburban towns. You start coming through the window. Oh man, it's assault on precinct thirteen. Yeah. And you don't remember how that how that went for the bad guys. <laughs> you know, when they start going out to the suburbs, they have problems. They had problems in Austin yesterday, which is not a hardcore conservative city, but it is Texas. And the freaking cops were like, "Nope, right, not doing it." And there was no problem. So this is, I, I keep saying this, this is an information operation, not a kinetic operation. It's to make you think things are out of control, that they're winning. Right, and they're not. despair. They hold less territory than 10 football fields. I'm an infantry guy. I believe in holding territory. Right. guy with a rifle standing there holds everything within 300 meters because he's got a rifle. They don't hold shit. And, they, and what they do hold, they hold with our permission. Right. So it's pure information operation to fuck with our heads. Yeah. What do you think the effect of this is going to be on the election? We're 90 days out. I mean, it's a long way to predict. Um, I think we'll have great voter turnout. I think the... For our it, side or the bad guys? I think everybody's going to get out. Okay. Um, the, the, the left has proven that they can get people out who don't vote. The right figured out how to do that. Uh, we worked on... Ted Cruz versus Beto O'Rourke. Our original model for a turnout, I think it was 5.8 million people. And in the end, it was 8 million people. You had Holy 3 million, 2.3 2, 2. million more people showed up than the original model predicted. 
and we keep tracking it to change the model the, through the entire way. But like to say 90 days out, what the, the voter turnout is going to be is, is kind of hard, but you just got to keep track of it. Last question, because we're running out of time and those stakes are getting done. There's a lot of talk about the shy Trump voter. Yeah. Do you believe the shy Trump voter is a real thing? All over the place. Jason Whitlock, right after the 2016, and Jason Whitlock is a, a sports uh, commentator who really sort of carved out years ago the niche of politics and sports as something that he covered. He's also fairly conservative um, in appearance or analysis. He said, you can't silence people uh, every day for what they believe and then expect for them to do what you want them to do when they go into a voting booth and they're totally anonymous. And so that's going to happen again. Uh, I think the silent Trump voter is a strong person out there. You can. That's why when you look at these polls coming up, people a pollster gets you on the phone and asks you the question, would you vote for President Trump or Joe Biden? And you don't want this pollster to think you're a bad person, so you say Joe Biden. But Or you say I'm undecided. Undecided. But good pollsters have a trick to find out what you really believe. They'll follow that up with, so who do you think will win the election? And that's, you're now free to say, oh, I think Donald Trump will win. But oh, you know, I could never vote for him because he's a monster. Um, and that person is a Donald Trump voter. And what do what, what do the polls look like on that question? Because we don't hear that a lot. He has a good lead. You know, again, I wouldn't, it's battle, everything's happening in battleground states. That's what matters. Um, you don't give a shit what happens in New York. Right. New York, California. 80%, 90%, fuck it, who cares? Right. And those people drive, you know, when you, you're not sampling correctly and you have people from deep blue states misrepresented in your, uh, your sampling, you're going to get skewed polls, which they, they definitely had. Uh, they, they had their polls were accurate uh, for Hillary in that Hillary was up three points. So I think she ended up 2.83 points in the end. But uh, what really matters is the Electoral College and the battleground states which not a lot of people got right. Well, hopefully um, hopefully Trump later will remember Wisconsin. Okay, everybody, that is this week's edition of the Unredacted Podcast with Kurt Schultz. my very special guest, Owen Brennan of Madison McQueen. You need to follow me on Twitter at Kurt Schleicher. You need to read my columns every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. You need to go get the book, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. If you don't, no one will ever love you. Goodbye.